Hello and welcome to Scintillating Stories. In this show, we read short stories by a variety of authors. Today, we're reading a comedic yarn by Philip Whiteland. Philip is a retired university lecturer in human resource management. He lives in the Derbyshire Dales, but was born and brought up in Burton-upon-Trent, the home of the UK brewing industry, and spent much of his early years attempting to support that industry single-handedly. Much of his early writing features his recollections of growing up, allegedly, in the 1950s and 1960s, a combination of humour and nostalgia he has christened Nostalgedy. Philip is now focusing on his humorous fiction, particularly his Undertaker series of stories featuring Josiah Oakshot and Archibald Thurple. A Dubious Undertaking by Philip Whiteland Josiah Oakshot steepled his fingers and sighed. He looked around the familiar oak-panelled walls of the dimly lit office. Sunlight, of sorts, struggled through the stained glass of the narrow windows high above. He sighed again and rearranged the papers lying on the desk before him. The heavy knock on the door made him jump, but he quickly recovered his composure and intoned, Come... The door cracked open, and a tall, lanky figure in an ill-fitting black suit edged into the office. "'You wanted to see me, Mr. Oakshot?' the figure asked, clearly hoping the answer would be in the negative. "'Ah, yes. Archibald, please take a seat.' Archibald Thurple arranged himself in the seat in a sort of slightly organised pile— He seemed, to Josiah, to be a series of ill-fitting joints, badly assembled and poorly tailored. Archibald, firstly, may I take this opportunity to apologise on behalf of the company for the entirely unexpected and very difficult situation that you found yourself in last week? Archibald breathed a sigh of relief. He'd been expecting to be hauled over the coals. It's all right, Mr. Oakshot. I only did what any other bloke would have done. Well, we'll come to that shortly, Archibald. For the moment, I have to say that I take full responsibility for the unfortunate situation. Had I known that the entire staff of our little firm, excepting yourself, of course, would be struck down by gastroenteritis while I was taking my annual holidays, I would have returned immediately, regrettably, as I was sojourning at a hilltop retreat in the wilds of Tibet. News did not reach me until my arrival at Heathrow. Not to worry, Mr. O. I had the whole thing well in hand. Archibald assured him cheerily. Yes, well, that is as may be, Archibald. I do appreciate your efforts in maintaining the running of this complex and difficult business, despite having only a few weeks' basic training. Ta, said Archibald, relaxing visibly. However... There are a number of issues arising from your stewardship which we need to address. Shall I begin with the case of the Reverend W. Pemberton? Ah, yes, the Rev, Archibald stated brightly. What's the problem? The problem, Archibald, 
Josiah opened a manila folder and extracted a document. Is that when Miss Hermione Pemberton, the niece of the late Reverend, called this office to make arrangements for her uncle's funeral, you allegedly said to her, and I quote, Struth, do you mean to say that he's only just conked it? I thought he'd shoved off years ago, and you just propped him up in the pulpit for the look of the thing. Do you recall that conversation, Archibald? Ah, oh, yes, of course I do. Archibald leaned forward in his seat and looked about him conspiratorially. I was trying to lighten the mood. Lighten the mood, Josiah said incredulously. Yeah, well, you know how in them old Reader's Digest in the waiting room, there's that bit about laughter is the best medicine. Well, Mrs. Pemberton sounded a bit upset, so I, I thought I would try and make her see the funny side. Really? Well, in that regard, you seem to have failed abysmally. Miss Pemberton, despite her family having done business with this firm for decades, has chosen to make the final arrangements for her uncle with a competitor. Oh. Archibald sounded crestfallen. Oh, indeed, Archibald. Then we come to the unfortunate business of Mr. Tompkins. <laughs> Archibald chuckled. This is not a laughing matter, Thurple, Josiah shouted. He sighed deeply. I am sorry, Archibald. Please forgive me. The past few days have been something of a strain. Now, Mr. Tompkins... He moved another manila folder to the top of the pile and extracted some papers. As I understand it, from the police report, you took it upon yourself to embalm the late Mr. Tompkins yourself, despite having no training whatsoever in this regard. Is that correct? Well, I thought I'd give it a go, Mr. Oakshot. I'd watched some of the lads, eh? And it didn't seem to me that there was much to it. I see. I see. But you encountered a problem when it came to the embalming fluid. Is that correct? Couldn't find none, Archibald confirmed. You couldn't find none indeed. Josiah massaged his throbbing temple for a moment. Tell me, Archibald, what did you do... Instead, went down to the garage and got some unleaded. You went down to the garage and got some unleaded. Yeah, there was an offer on too. I got one of them wind-up torches. He pulled a torch from one of his pockets. It works a treat down the mortuary. Had it not occurred to you, Archibald, that given Mr. Tompkins' express wish to be cremated, filling his remains full of unleaded petrol might not be the wisest choice of action. Didn't think of it, Mr. Oakshot, Archibald muttered. You didn't think. 
You are aware, are you not, that the resultant explosion permanently removed the hearing of the crematorium superintendent, demolished the Balmoral Chapel, and deposited Mr. Grimes, the crematorium attendant, two miles away. There was a bit of a bang, Archibald agreed. A bit of a bang. Had it not been for the happy accident of Mr. Grimes landing on a pile of mattresses awaiting disposal at the municipal refuse depot, we could have been facing a murder charge. <laughs> Betty bounced a bit, Archibald sniggered. I have no idea whether he bounced or otherwise, and it is immaterial to this conversation, Josiah snapped. As for the late Mr. Tompkins... There was no trace whatsoever. But I saw his missus just going out with an urn, Archibald said, perplexed. Mrs. Tompkins is about to inter two pounds of premium quality cat litter, along with the detritus from my wood-burning stove, and we can only hope she doesn't decide to open the urn and examine the contents beforehand. Josiah extracted a linen handkerchief from his pocket and dabbed at his forehead. That Oakshot and Underwood should be reduced to this. She'll never know the difference, Archibald said reassuringly. We can only hope. Finally, we come to the newspaper advertisement. Do you know what I'm referring to, Archibald? Um, I think so, Mr. Oakshot. For as long as I can remember, Archibald, Oakshot and Underwood have had a box advertisement to the right of the title of the Merkin Under Heathwood Advertiser. The Masthead, as I believe it is known in the trade. This has always read, Oakshot and Underwood, Understanding and Sympathy, at your time of need. Do you recall that, Archibald? I've noticed it, yes, Mr. Oakshot. I had no idea, Archibald, that when the Merkin under Heathwood advertiser sends out its quarterly bills for the cost of this advertisement, that there is an additional section in which one can enter... A change of wording for the advertisement, if one should so wish. But you, Archibald, you spotted this, didn't you? Yeah, I saw it when the bill arrived. And you saw fit to change the wording, didn't you? Yeah. Would you like to remind me of your... Revised wording. Archibald. Well, it says Oakshot and Underwood. It does indeed. But what does it then go on to say? We shift stiffs. Archibald muttered. I thought it would be snappier and stuff. We shift stiffs. Josiah exclaimed despairingly. He put his head in his hands and wept bitter tears. Archibald watched with some concern for a minute, 
and then decided that he should withdraw tactfully. He could see that Mr. Oakshot was clearly overcome with emotion, and there would be time enough for his grateful thanks when he had recovered. Archibald slipped out of the room, proud of a job well done. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to stay up to date with the goings-on here at Yorick Radio, then you can follow us on social media, sign up to our newsletter, check out our website, and subscribe if you would like to hear more. This has been a Yorick Radio production.